0: Welcome to the Cosmic Collective Podcast. I'm your host and psychic medium, Mads, and in this community, we talk about all things spiritual awakening, higher consciousness, and unlocking the path back to your soul. Welcome to the collective. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. I am so excited to have an incredible guest here with me today. Her name is Laura Diaz. Laura. Say hello. Hello. How are you doing? I'm doing
1: great. I'm doing great.
0: I am too. I'm glad to hear that. So do you want to introduce yourself
1: to everyone who's listening? Yes. Hi, everybody. I am Laura. I uh I wear many hats. <laughs> <laughs> um I uh, for the purpose of this podcast, I can you know share that I am a HUNA practitioner. Um but a lot more than that, really. I'm a, I'm a human mom. I'm a fur baby mom. I'm uh, many things to many people. Um, so yeah, just really excited to be here and share, um, share what HUNA is all about. I'm, I'm a HUNATIC. So I'm I'm excited to make, <laughs> make everybody HUNATICs on this call. <laughs> Who's listening?
0: I love that so much. HUNATIC. I haven't heard that before. I really <laughs> like that. Yeah, so-
1: I did. St- I did steal it from someone else, I have to say. So okay. I didn't make that up myself. <laughs> okay, that's fine.
0: <laughs> so for those of you who are tuning in and don't know what HUNA is, I'm not too well versed. I'm excited for Laura to teach us about it. But from what I know, Laura, it's like an energy healing modality, right?
1: It is. It is. Would you like me to get more into what is HUNA? Yeah, or- let's talk about it. Yeah. yeah so okay.
0: Interested. Let's jump in. Um.
1: Yeah. So I think I'll probably share first how I arrived at HUNA because then it'll sort of help you understand um, how it is that we discover what it is that we need in certain times of our life, right? Yeah. So I wanted to, essentially, I wanted to understand who it is that I am. Um, I know who it was that was experiencing life, but I could feel that there was someone inside observing it.
0: <laughs> your soul, your higher self. Yeah,
1: yeah. And I didn't know what that was, and I could also feel the separation. Okay, but I didn't understand what that was and who is who was in this state of separation, other than this human me, right? Mm. So, um, I lived a childhood of both incredible love but also incredible fear. And so confusion about myself and the world um, was very, very present at at a very, very young age, like from, I'd say from womb, really. And so my power. Yeah. 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 So my power was always open for everyone else's taking Mm. um, because I didn't feel empowered to take my power because i just i didn't know how i just didn't know how and i didn't know that i was worthy to so um so for me huna impacted my life in a way that supported more of a remembering than more of a knowing you know yeah and it's uh it was a remembering of the uniqueness of me and that i actually had choices as to how i wanted my life to look. Um, And Huna also revealed that even with this human life of rises and falls and rises and falls and rises and (laughs) and falls (laughs) um, that we can navigate through, through both in such a way that if we remain detached, but still loving and caring and compassionate to ourselves first, that we can find harmony and balance even in the dark, even in the fall yeah and you know there's always rises and falls in our human uh, experience and incarnation. And yeah. while the rise is always something to celebrate, um if we stay attached to it, we we may find it more ta- challenging to navigate harmoniously through the falls. And you know, it's just a human thing. we we just tend to want to stay in all that feels good. So okay. we may, yeah. I mean I think it's a survival
0: mechanism right like to want totally. to die because the fear and the the inner darkness or even the chaos outside of us that's a, the ego the wounded ego perceives that as threat to to survival
1: absolutely and you know whether consciously or or not we begin to control um whatever it is to remain there or not lose it um, which works against the natural flow of our lives. So, you know, you think of nature, nature doesn't resist moving from season to season, right? It just does. And so should we. So, you know, in a nutshell, Huna really helped me to inspire healthy and meaningful relationships with me, with myself, yeah. with myself, <laughs> <laughs> um, with those I love. And it also influenced the departure of those who couldn't accept my truest nature, and those who I chose to role play with, my responsibility. Huna's about taking one hundred percent yes. responsibility, right? Yeah. That's the one thing because
0: I see – And guys, if you don't follow Laura already on Instagram, I'm going to link her page in the description. You need to follow her. You're always sharing such wise content on stories and your in-feed posts. Aww, but, thank you. Of course. But one of them, I whenever you post the principles, I, the first one I saw was take 100% responsibility. And that's, a, that's a, a belief, a principle that I go by. I didn't realize it was incorporated in HUNA or like a basis of HUNA. And I fuck with that so hard. <laughs> Like, I know, right? <laughs> get out of the victim mode. Like it's, it's yeah. um, right. Like we, and this is something that we'll get into later guys in, in, in this conversation, but that's something that you reminded me of about a month ago as well, of like, if something is happening in my reality, part of me is co-creating that because
1: yeah,
0: that's the unfortunate sometimes power of the subconscious, but fortunate because then you can change it when you're aware of it
1: exactly and to have compassion with that part of you right that took responsibility so it it really is like it's a whole you know like your the relationship that you have with yourself in Huna we say is the most uh it's most sacred it's the most um it's the most loving and sacred and holy in all creation. Cause if you don't have that relationship with yourself, then how can you possibly live in this world in harmony with others? Right. So, but that, that's a, t- it's a tough one. It's a tough one um, to lose people because, you know, they didn't know who you were and they can't accept that any, you know, they can't accept the true you. It's a tough one, but it's necessary. And, um, you know, again, hun is about taking a responsibility for everything and, and everyone you encounter in life. So that's, you know, how you treat yourself, how you treat others and the outcome of both, um, you know it's it's done in co-creation with the universe not the the you know the universal mind not the not the human mind because the human mind just can't figure it out and that's where we get stuck right so what is Huna <laughs> <laughs> what is Huna um I won't bore you with all the history of Huna but um she shouldn't say that it's really not boring but we don't know yeah, I was gonna say it that. actually is quite interesting. <laughs> well okay in, a, in okay I'll try to make it short then so HUNA is huna is the base of Hawaiian shamanism and it relates to very very old and ancient teachings so it's not you know just one way of thinking it really combines many ways many philosophies like the probably going to butcher this but I think it's the Tao Tao Te Ching Tao Te Ching Ching? yeah Tao Te Ching that's how I would then (laughs) zen buddhism sufism um and even world religions like christianity and islam and um and judaism yeah so without explaining in detail how these teachings relate to huna um we can say that the one thing that is felt in all of these is the belief in um i want to say the spiritual nature of humans like there's just so much more right so huna can be thought of Uh, as a religion, but it isn't like some people will think it's like a religion, right? But it isn't typically, it it just isn't. And I I say that only because in the sense that it inspires one to lead a spiritual led life. um, But it can also be spoken about in a very scientific way. So it's not all woo woo, right? Because it's energy. That's what I like about it. Is that there's scientific backing to it? Because I have a
0: very analytical, I have a very scientific mind. That is how I work. So that's what I like about it. There's a factual basis behind it. There's a factual (laughs) basis.
1: Exactly. And when we look at the physical influence that Huna gives us, um, that's where the proof is, right? The proof is in the pudding. So it's not just all, you know, woo-woo, although I do love the woo-woo part of too. it too. I mean, yeah, But <laughs> <laughs> makes sense. So, <laughs> so Huna's, Huna really is, um, it's a philosophy of living and there are these code of ethics it lives by that are really strong, but at the same time, really simple. And Huna's um, can be thought of as a set of ideas that can be used for healing or manifesting or changing your life or making the world a better place. So Huna um, it's, it's very old and some say as old as the creation of, of humans. And I've read, um, you know, in all the, all the knowledge that I've been looking for, um, I've read that it's, it's, it really is thought of as a philosophy of, um, of teachings, but also, as I mentioned in the beginning, it was, it, it was very much for me, a remembrance like you and yeah and it it just um it was just it, you know it's so like as I said it's powerful but it's simple and so in in ways that you can use it for healing or manifesting it's just so diverse and it just doesn't become any of those it just becomes who you are when right. you when you when you learn that it is uh, such a harmonious way to live um I have I've I've read that uh in going back to um the real sort of old wisdom of huna that it has been said to be dated back to mu and later atlantis
0: that's what um, i was seeing in my mind's eye so for those of you who are new to the podcast um both laura and i are mediums so we sometimes see things in our mind's eye um and whenever whenever I first heard about you doing Huna, the visual that I got in my mind, they showed me Gaia, which is our, our mm. planet. But like for me, I, and this is just the way that I separated in my mind. Earth is like where we are now, but Gaia, it was like that pristine, like ancient before, before Atlantis, like millennia mm-hmm. before it Atl- like millions of years ago, where um you know this is going to be really woo woo for those of you who are listening <laughs> more so for the scientific bring it
1: world, on bring it I on but, <laughs> but
0: when certain different star races were visiting the planet and earth's people the lumarians or the mu people mu mu pronunciation is debated um but the the lumarians were here and they're now known as the inner earth civilization and you know, the North Pole and the South Pole and the Antarctica and mm-hmm. things going on with that. There's little conspiracy theories, but they're not just conspiracy theories. They're just <laughs> so whenever I was learning about Huna through you, and I was just kind of like, you know, connecting with my higher guides and being like, What is this? Like they showed me um ancient indigenous tribes as like humanity being here, but then they went even further back and I was like,
1: Whoa, mm. like that's
0: that's that's like that's Gaia's medicine just like how indigenous tribes Native American tribes and I mean the Hawaiians are an indigenous tribe mm-hmm. they have all these special medicines that are very spiritual so yeah
1: that yeah that checks I out that. I think <laughs> yeah I love how you explain that isn't there just so much to 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 journey within, like with all of the ancient history and all of the, it
0: is, yeah, it's
1: just incredible. It's, it's extensive, but um, yeah, but yeah. So the um, the history is really interesting. Um, and, and again very extensive and I and it's just it's fascinating. Um, but fast forward from ancient times, um, there was a man by the name of Max Freedom Long um, and he really was the one to bring the code, like the Huna code to the West in the you know early 30s, I think. Um, and after spending a lot of time in the Hawaiian villages, you know in the various tribes, um, he became really fascinated with this um, I guess native medicine yeah native, native medicine men and women and their techniques of healing but also in the way they influenced their uh their environment their um their their villages but it was kept very very secret and um rightly so and, yeah and max not being of kahuna status right so kahuna is the the um uh the, you know the highest wisdom of Of something. It doesn't necessarily mean of Huna. It's the he he or she holds the highest wisdom of whatever it is that they are practicing or whatever, right? So um, because Max was not a Kahuna of Kahuna status, he was not given any of this insight. So he was allowed to experience it, but he wasn't allowed to understand it. So it was uh you know it was very much a secret um but they they were happy to share the experience but um it was a very it was very sacred to them so um he he was welcomed and um and learned the methods but again the wisdom wasn't shared so he witnessed many miracles um And from what I've read, he he experienced some incredible miracles of his own from the kahunas. But while on Hawaiian soul, he wasn't able to discover the philosophy and explain the miracles that took place. So um, not only the the people, but the land and the environment um, was very much influenced by huna and is today. It is today still in Hawaii. I mean, there are a lot of people still um, very much Americanized, I guess I could say, I don't know if that's the right word that walk around with the phone in their face. Yeah. <laughs> right. But the wisdom still does exist. Um, I would say not everybody's practicing still in Hawaii, but it, it does still exist and it is very well known. Um, Anyway, so it took another five years or so for Max to land Huna as it exists today in its element. And from there, he wrote many books and shared his knowledge and and experiences with the Western world. And I I believe that is how it was brought here.
0: That's wild. Like Mm -hmm. honor that he had to be welcomed by these people to learn this modality and learn about it but also have that beautiful respect of the boundary of like, you can learn it, but you don't get to know about it, like, which is such a fine line. And I know that sounds kind of convoluted, but it makes sense. Like, it just makes sense.
1: Totally. It totally makes sense. Um, you know, and it's, um, yeah, it's, 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 it's just a very interesting technique. And of course the, the whole wisdom is sort of, not bound, but I would say the foundation is the seven Huna principles, right? So uh, the world is what you think it is. So that's all about awareness. There are no limits. You know, if the universe is unlimited, then so are we. So be free. Um, Energy flows where attention goes. So you want (laughs) to make sure (laughs) or reverse your attention goes where energy. So you've got to make sure that what you're focusing your attention on is something that you truly do want. Yeah. Um now is a moment of power, being present. Um, to love is to be happy with. That's that's aloha. That's another meaning for aloha, and that's happiness. Um, sixth is all power comes from within. So that's all about confident and sharing and encouraging your confidence. And then the last one is um effectiveness is the measure of truth, and that's all about being um being expectant, expecting things to work out for the best.
0: Okay. These are such interesting principles because they do they're like pretty synonymous with the laws of the universe. Like the law mm-hmm. of um yes, the law of, of you know there's so many different laws but and the laws of manifestation as well, law of attraction, law of assumption, law of non-attachment. Yeah. Uh, so it's so interesting to see how all of these different not even just with Huna, but all of these different spiritual modalities and healing principles from different parts of the world and different belief systems, all come back down to pretty well the 12 same principles and core values and understandings and beliefs, um, which is all focused on like inner empowerment and taking your power back. Like just Mm -hmm. recognizing that you don't need anything except for yourself to be in full power and I don't want to say in control of your life, because I think when people hear that, they're like, oh, I can control my life. And like, try yeah. that and the universe is going to play a nice, fun little game with you. And we, it's going yeah, to fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but exactly. I feel like maybe saying it in the sense of like, you have a lot of say into yeah. what you create. Maybe not when or how, you never know the when or the how, but you get to decide and i think that's empowering as fuck.
1: <laughs> yeah, and it all comes back to being responsible, right? And understanding that you can't you don't have any control of anything outside of you, but it what happens outside of you can um align to your highest and best harmony or state of harmony if you understand that what you can control is how you receive it and how you respond to it, right? Cuz then that It's just, it's, it's, everything is always ebb and flow. It's everything is giving and receiving and the world is, is happy to give to you in the most harmonious way, but you've got to meet it.
0: I mean, yeah, the, the universe is ever expanding. And one thing that I learned, actually, I heard this not long ago. I think it was like Abraham Hicks, who I didn't listen to prior to, but I listened to a few of their channelings and it was so interesting, but they said,
1: I love it. Love Abraham and Esther. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So beautiful. And they were saying, basically, you live in an ever-expanding universe. So if you're in a point of contraction, that contraction is coming from you, not the universe. The the universe is expanding with or without you. So if you want to tap into that, and by expansion, that means like manifestation, alignment, you know, dream life, like peace, inner joy, love, Mm -hmm. then you need to come out of contraction, which is the polar opposite of expansion, right?
1: Yeah. I think everything is opposite the way we were taught. (laughs)
0: You know, right. I would agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, we're from different generations, but I I know for me even still, um, I think I'm Gen Z, which is like crazy to say. I also feel like a millennial. I'm in like that weird in-between phase, but mm-hmm. I was taught like you don't have control over anything. You can't change anything. Don't try and change the world because you can't. And I remember sitting at like my kitchen table with my parents being like, no, but I'm gonna. Like, I don't know how, but like I'm gonna. And that's not to say that, well, you know what? I'm not going to limit myself here. I'm not going into point of contraction, but you know, it's not to say that I'll have maybe an impact on billions of people, but I know in the three years that I have worked, I've had an impact on thousands of people. So,
1: yeah.
0: you know, that in and of itself on a microcosmic scale really does have an impact. So that's yeah. you know, definitely conditioning. What were you taught growing up about your power?
1: Um. I was taught that boundaries um, shouldn't exist. Wow. Mm-hmm. Not, you know, outright, but just based on the behaviors that I was influenced with. Yeah. I would say wow. that I was taught that boundaries that um, I'm for the taking and, you know, and please, please be a good girl. Please um, do the right thing. Well, you know, I hate
0: that. <laughs> be a good girl. Right. Um, fucking hate that there right. is, I think it's Immanuel Kant he's a philosopher an ethics philosopher it's Immanuel Kant or Immanuel some I think it's Kant and he basically oh it might not be Kant it might be another one I'm, I'm gonna find the name I'm gonna link it below and you guys can read about it but it's basically these um, I think six or seven phases of like human evolution and the fourth one is um, law and order, like good girl, good boy, like you do mm-hmm. things on a level of consciousness based on the reward you get from outside of you,
1: mm-hmm. like
0: a sense to, um, you do what is right, whether people agree with it or not, and then it goes even higher. I'll send it to you. I think you'd be interested in like reading that. It's, yeah. like, but th- I hate that good girl because that makes you a people pleaser. That means that like, you sacrifice yourself time and time again for someone else.
1: Right, like, and you also learn. That somebody else's perspective of what's right and wrong is is yours. Like you don't get to decide, right? right? You're just yeah. told. And so then we become safe because that's safe as children, that's safe, right? Because that's what we're told to do. And, you know, honestly, like when you're growing up as a child, everything around you is telling you who you are yeah and and how to be so program so you learn that right yeah. so it may have been safe then but it as you grow and and get to understand that you get to make your choices it doesn't work anymore right so and boundaries i think for me like because uh, and you know i'll share that i was um physically and 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 sexually and um, emotionally abused as a child. Um, but because of that, right. So I, I wasn't able to feel that boundary because I didn't have a choice, didn't have a choice. So, yeah. And I'm, I'm very passionate about sharing techniques, um, that will help, you know, create those, those boundaries because, Yeah you, you get to have those, you get to decide how, and, and, and how things come into your energy Fuck yeah. and you can merge with it, which I wouldn't suggest, <laughs> <laughs> or not you okay. can decide how you want it to yeah. come in yeah. or not. So gosh, Oh, mm. I'm like so sorry to hear that, but how, how beautifully wise
0: mm. are looking and yeah. speaking about this? Like,
1: yeah. oh my heart. um, that's okay. Thank you. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's what my soul wanted to experience. Right. So that's, that's a pretty harsh uh, understanding of what took place, like how it took place, but that's my belief anyway, that that's my soul's calling.
0: Yeah. Can I ask you something about that in terms of like your soul's contract with that? Do you mind?
1: Yeah, go ahead.
0: So from, and this is just from what I've learned, I want to hear if maybe you understand it differently, but there are certain acts a, that like transgressions against humans from other humans that i was taught are not specifically contracted as in like i'm going to experience this willingly but i'm in a period right. i know it's highly likely does that does that resonate with you or do you feel like you specifically like actually like went in and chose that no, it, that totally resonates with me. Okay. Yeah. No, okay. I
1: don't believe it was like a, you know, a static decision, like you're going to yeah. do this no matter what. No. okay, I think that's, that there's yeah. many influences and I mean, there's so many other, um, gosh, there's so many other parallel things happening in the universe to oh, influence that. Right?
0: Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The, that's a whole that's a conversation. That's a whole other. Of, <laughs> yeah, we're not, right. not going to have that conversation not for mm-hmm. very long
1: because
0: <laughs> it's mm-hmm. just, it's too dark. And if you, I yeah. mean, if you've gone through the rabbit hole of like digging into the, the truth of the earth, you you know about these things, but it's not, you know, I'm choosing love. I don't want to talk about
1: that, that level <laughs> <love all> of things. <laughs> I choose love too. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you on that.
0: Um, so you said yeah. something at the beginning about how, by becoming your truest self, your core self, that mm-hmm. people, not everyone was willing to accept you. And mm-hmm. that's something that happens often throughout awakenings, the dark night of the soul. Like you, some people are only meant to be a part of your unhealed life experience. And I think mm-hmm. there's even a beauty in that as well, because they were catalysts and conduits for parts of you that needed shadows that needed to be illuminated. To you. Mm-hmm. But what would you advise people on who are maybe experiencing that or would feel like that's coming for them on losing people maybe that they've loved and known for decades that just will not accept their light and their love in who they are in their truth?
1: Mm. Oh, that's a big one. Um, I would say um I would say that maybe seeing that as your opportunity to um, come out of fear of who you are and into love. Wow. Which is how you arrived here. This is how you incarnated
0: oh, I've as pure love. love.
1: Because we can't be our true selves um, if we aren't accepting that our environment must align to that. Do you know what I'm saying? Like you have to understand it. And, and, you know, it's such a cliche saying, but it's true. Like every, every area of darkness is, is a teacher. It's a tool. It's an opportunity. It's, it's a messenger. It's, it's, it and it's, it's, and it's okay. Right. But um, if, if we have to role play in order to, keep a relationship alive then we're really negotiating with our own conscience right we're just we're in negotiation and that negotiation is resistance and that resistance turns into a manifestation of illnesses of illness of the mind of the body and so you choose you choose love or you choose fear you have to choose again you are responsible and if that means saying goodbye to things and people that aren't in alignment with who you truly are, then, you know, it's, it's a blessing. It doesn't feel like a blessing when you're going through it.
0: It right? doesn't. Yeah. I, and I think so many people are scared to be alone, right? There is such a codependent mm. in, in society. I mean, I had it, I grew up with a narcissistic mother. So the codependency, like I, I, I had to be on at every beck and call. So in the sense of like you saying that you didn't understand boundaries, like I, yeah, I, I learned about that too, but later on, and you know, I would say unfortunately, but I was thinking about this earlier because my book is coming out and the whole first part of it is about, Ooh, I can't wait for that. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, but the whole first part of it, cause I shared, a, um, a poem yesterday on, on Instagram about loving my inner child and The reason why that verse was so important in the song attributed to it because my mother always, you know, made me feel a certain way. And so I would say it's unfortunate, but my mother was someone who I had to completely cut out of my life at a certain point. Like I haven't spoken to the woman in over five years and – you know, I think some people hear that and they think, well, that's like devastating and that is painful. And it's not to say there haven't been painful moments. I mean, there is still a a child within me that wishes she could have had the mother that, you know, a woman that birthed her that just could have been even the slightest bit better. Mm -hmm. But then I think of all the empowerment and how that was the first act of one of the first acts of choosing myself and that, the reason I'm saying this is that space maybe that I think people would perceive as being left open, like a wound that is left open. It's not actually a wound that's left open. It's a space that was filled with love because I chose myself to honor my boundaries.
1: Yes. I love that. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Cause it's, it's so
0: important. To it like, is. It's, it's like, um, like when you were saying like you need to have environments that are like conducive to love and to who you want to be, it's like expecting a butterfly to become a butterfly without the cocoon like it's just Mm -hmm. not going to happen. You need the right environment to blossom.
1: Yeah. That, that that just reminds me of, um, you know, when, when we take that step, it's usually because it's usually because we're, we're sort of in not an identity crisis, but we're sort of moving back and forth between who we were and who we want to be. And so we're not quite who we want to be yet exactly and, so, and but we're also being pulled to stay where we are so yeah. it's that area like it's that um Reverse duration change. of tension that you want to stay in like yep. just stay there I know you're not there yet ne- you're not there yet yep. but you're not going to go back to who you were so just stay in the tension yep. right until yep. it's time to to take that little- out of it step and move out of it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's, det- it's detaching. It's detaching from all that is antithetical to your highest you. Yes. Like, right? Aren't and, we and, here and, for that reason? Yeah. And I, you know, so many people
0: say you have to lose your old life to accept your new one. Like mm-hmm. if you want relationships or job experiences or whatever it is that you want in life, you're not going to get it by keeping yourself small and you know, making decisions that don't honor your highest self, because I don't think any of us stay in these unhealthy connections or environments because we think it's best for us. It's because there's a wound that tells us we're stuck, that we don't have power, that whatever the the limita- limitation or the limiting yeah. program is in the mind. Yeah. So,
1: yeah, you said something really key about with higher self because. um you know, I always say that if you don't show up for yourself, then spirit can't. Spirit can't. And no one else can either. That's right.
0: That's one thing, you know, so many people will, will send me DMS and, you know, they'll ask me, you know, Mads, I just want to manifest love. Like where, where where's my soulmate? Where's my partner? And like, Mm -hmm. obviously I get it. Like we're all manifesting love on some level, right? Like that's what we want. But I always tell people, like, if you want someone to romance you and love you unconditionally, like, you have to show up for yourself in that way, like tenfold. Like, you – if you don't love yourself unconditionally, the person coming into your life, because the universe is a mirror to you, the person is going to highlight the lack of unconditional love in the relationship, and it's not going to work out. It's called a karmic relationship, a karmic
1: cycle. So it's the same mm. thing, right? Yeah, we're – do you see how what we're talking about all ties in? If you, it's all connected. <laughs> if if you if you are not authentic, right? If you are not authentic in your true self, then you are role playing with somebody, and that person has every right to love the part of you that you don't know because you haven't you haven't shared it. You haven't. You're not yourself. You're not your truest exactly. self. So exactly. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and I think um, you know you said something as well as like spirit also can't show up for you, and I think that's hmm. something that kind of catches people by surprise because Mm -hmm. I've even had clients. And I mean, it caught me by surprise about a month ago. And we'll talk about that (laughs) because I was, I was resisting spirit as well. And I I wasn't even conscious of it because of the wound I had. But, um, you know, so many people will say, I don't feel the support of, of spirit. Why isn't spirit helping? And I'll always say, did you ask? and they'll go yeah. no and so the law of free will for those of you listening there is a very fundamental law across this universe this galaxy at least i think it's the multiverse from what i've understood it's it's a, it's across all of consciousness is the law of free will so if there are certain struggles that you contracted, for example, I contracted depression for like a decade of my life in this incarnation, when I needed help with that, they couldn't just come in and be like, oh, we're going to alleviate some of your mental health issues to like right. time because I contracted that. So I had to ask for those moments of help and I did and it it worked out. there are those weirder instances where you'll be like, my guardian angel was watching over me and like got me out of that situation. That's a little bit different Mm-hmm. Those are the exceptions. We could do a whole episode on that another time, but
1: mm-hmm.
0: you have to ask for help from spirit because otherwise you're just disconnected and they're just watching, waiting for you to hit the help button, like the staples button, but like help or <laughs> mm-hmm. waiting to show up.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And in Huna, we start with the subconscious. Okay. So we say to get up. We must start down. So it's the infinity, right? Yeah, so
0: I like that. What
1: goes up must come down, but we begin we at the down. down. We begin at the subconscious at the inner child, which we call the coup. Okay. The okay. And so we work with the coup, we work with the coup to show it a different way, a different yeah. way, a better way, right? And so that. With, with that, we then connect to um, we connect to our higher self. And, and then, and then higher self, um, you know, merges with source energy, and and then healing begins, right? Okay. So, but again, it's about taking responsibility. So the conscious mind cannot and will not ever heal anything. It just can't. You've got to start with the subconscious. But the conscious mind is below. No. gets to decide and guide but it it can't it can't heal it it just it needs to work with it and then the higher self comes in so that's a whole probably other it's a we call it the three selves and I will be teaching that soon and that's another one yeah and the hoponopono so that's um that's really exciting that's That's something I'm working on yeah
0: okay well you'll have to let me know when that's up and ready. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. The three selves. I resonate with that. Cause that's something that I've been teaching my clients as well. You have the higher self, you have the ego, and then you have the inner child. You also have yourself, which is going to oscillate between mm-hmm. those three pieces mm-hmm. of your consciousness. And, mm-hmm. um, I do a hypnosis technique where, um, I haven't released what it's called, but I'll tell you after. Cause it's really cute. <laughs> yeah. And there was synchronicity with it, Um, but it's going live in in January. And basically I I bridge um, the conscious mind by accessing the conscious mind and saying, okay, like, what are you struggling with? And then I bring the conscious mind into the subconscious and pull it up for awareness so that the subconscious is no longer –
1: beautiful i love yeah. that yeah i love that you're guiding you're guiding the three selves. yes
0: exactly And all of them are forward and in in like it's and the thing is is it's a kind of hypnotherapy technique where you're not under like you're not asleep like you are mm. you are speaking back to me it is it's seen great results so far so um, sign me up
1: <laughs> okay Yes. Yeah, so sign let's me do up. a little <laughs> we'll do a little yeah.
0: exchange there pono yeah. and uh and uh hypnotherapy yeah um, But yeah, so again, like everything is connected, like your practice, my practice, our modalities, Mm -hmm. the way that we've learned from completely different, I would say different sources at the end of the day, it's all the same source. Um, But Mm -hmm. we've learned through different methods and and channels and systems, but it's the same principles. Isn't that
1: beautiful? I love it. It's just because if there was just one way to learn, wouldn't that be boring? But you get to experience (laughs) so many different perspectives, but it all comes in. It all comes in to love. Yeah, right? it's unity consciousness. It's yeah. unified. Yeah. And and that's yeah.
0: just that's what I love about it so much. Um mm-hmm. in the work that we do. We're so we're so blessed to have chosen this for right? this incarnation, I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> um so in terms of there was something you taught me this a while ago. I think it was in one of our Huna healing sessions. This must have been like a year ago, I think. And mm-hmm. you know, for those of you who are listening, 2021 was a pretty was a bit of a shit show for me (laughs) that's okay it was a necessary shit show but something that you taught me Laura was um and you taught me something recently as well and I like this like the lab but you also taught me about the city
1: (laughs) the lab yeah yeah Yeah. the cities, the good side the bad side
0: yeah so do you want to explain that to the listeners what the city is
1: sure um So going back to the idea that we want to detach from everything that is antithetical to our highest us or to our highest self, remembering that you're in control of absolutely nothing. And the more you try with the human mind, um, the more constriction you're going to feel because you won't receive answers or confirmation as to the why's and the what's from that state of consciousness. So each and every time you'll be left with a feeling of lack and so, connecting with the universal mind, journeying, connecting um, with the universal mind, where only love exists, is the it's is the infin- invitation to um, take command over the thoughts and the beliefs that make their way into your energy by not agreeing to anything um, that isn't coming from that place of love, because. Uh, very likely they're making their way into your consciousness from a place of unlove. And that's, yeah. you know, I don't like to say negative, positive, bad, good, but for it, it, it's kind of fun to say, you know, when you're on the bad side of town, that's where you are. You're, you're in the human mind. You're, you're controlling from the human mind. yeah. Um, and it's um, however it's settled in is going to surface as the same, right so yep. when we color our present and i will say that 99% of the time if life isn't going the way you want it to you know if things aren't working out and you're not feeling that harmony then you're coloring your pre- you're coloring your present with the past yep. and if thoughts arise um when we do so such as what did i do wrong or you know shame about what you did or what you didn't do right there's there's your opportunity to journey to the good side of the town right um because that's that's the journey toward love and the love is the healing um and the energy of the past can only be um healed in the very present and so And with love, and we want to come current with who we are today, and love and forgive who we were yesterday. Mm -hmm. Right. And every day is an opportunity to live um, our truest selves and to remember that the relationship that we have with ourselves is, is, again, the most sacred of all creation. So you'll Mm want to navigate out of that place. Of lack um and into love so that's the good side and the bad side of town right yeah. <laughs> it's kind of fun to think of it that way I and how you get that. there how yeah. you get there is flipping your thoughts by bringing in joy and love and so understanding and being aware that yes this is what I'm thinking again this is the this, here's the pattern it's coming um and that doesn't feel good to me and and then you tell your coup your inner child your subconscious, um, you explain, we're not, I understand, I see this, but we're not doing this today. <laughs> we're going to go over here. I we're just- not doing this today, right? You get, you'll be talking to yourself a lot. No, 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 we're not doing this today. All the time.
0: Like, I think if you're... If you're not talking to yourself in your head, I think we need to like upgrade your health. <laughs> like we need to upgrade right? your mental health. Like you should be having conversations in your mind. Yeah. And for those of you who think you're crazy for it, you're not. You're you're sane. <laughs> you're so sane. Yeah. Well, we're probably all crazy, but it's fine. Yeah,
1: um, I had a <laughs> You find crazy. I mean, you know, what is it? It's just. Like, I think crazy's great. I really do. I fuck with yeah. it
0: so hard. Yeah. <laughs> um, I had that this morning. This morning, I I woke up middle of the night mystic was hungry and he thinks that he likes to eat at four o'clock in the morning and it's just <laughs> you know it's like having a toddler but um you know anxiety started running through my mind it's four o'clock in the morning and I literally said <laughs> and I felt bad and I had a conversation when I was like more lucid this morning with this part <laughs> of my consciousness but I literally said um to my ego and my inner child I was like can we not do this right now like it's mm-hmm. four o'clock in the morning can we just go to sleep like I, can, can we just not think about this right now right We didn't think about it until I was deep into my journaling ritual this morning and realized, oh, I'm working out the anxiety. I had at four o'clock this morning, just subconsciously, like naturally went into the flow of working it out. And I think it's just so funny because I was like, just, can you not, (laughs) can we
1: just not right right now? (laughs) So you, you took over, you, you took over, you consciously took over and said, no, 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 we're not doing this right now. Maybe later. Right. But not right now, right now we're going to head here. Yeah. And you're going to repeat that process over and over and over again until you know you curate that so much that that's what your reality just naturally becomes, feels like, or becomes. So you just allow everything to unfold as it's meant to be. And you know, there are different ways to journey from the bad side of the town to the good side of the town. And you've got to catch it in the present, whatever brings you joy, do that, whatever it is, do that. That's how you get there. You know, how you love yourself is indicative of how you treat yourself and what you say to yourself. Right. a lot of us are not very nice to ourselves and that's the rabbit hole. And that's the, now you're holding hands with the coup, right? You know, Oh, you're there. Okay. Let me be there with you. No, where I'm going to, I love you. That's that's Pono. I'm sorry, I love you, please forgive me. Forgive. Thank you.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. It's like, no, 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 I'm here now. I know I wasn't before and I'm so sorry for that, but mm-hmm. I'm here now and thank you for trusting me. So we're gonna do this. Yeah, <laughs> right? like let me lead you out of here.
0: Yeah. Let me lead
1: you out of here. So it's about, you know, it's really about that. It's um, it's just about showing the love to self and bringing the subconscious to the coup on board to trust you. And it's like the two-year-old, would you throw a two-year-old out in the street and say, good luck? No, you wouldn't. Right. so you have to treat your inner child the same way. And, you know, I always say, um, and I think I've heard you say this before too. I'm not sure, but you know, it's, it's a nice practice to look in the mirror and say, I love you. I love you. And it can be really emotional. Oh, <laughs> try, I, try not to cry the first time you do it. I'll say try that. Try not to right? cry the first dozen times
0: you do it. Like, <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. I don't even have to look in the mirror. I do, but the, I have pictures of my inner child in, in my home and I will look at her. She's two and a half, maybe three years old. She's not even three years oh. old. She's just the sweetest little being. And I'll look at her and in these photos, and like, I have to like reconnect my consciousness to the sense that that is actually me. That's not her, that is me. Like I have to constantly repeat it, but I will say things to her, like in my mind and think about how I've been speaking to myself. And I get so emotional. I'm like, I would never speak to her like that. Like she's just like, human. right. I get so emotional. <laughs> I'm like gonna cry right now. Like she's just- Yeah,
1: thing. yeah, it's, it's raw, right? It's But it's real. Yeah. And to not connect with her- you know, is, is to not connect with you.
0: Yeah. Because she's, I mean, the inner child is the, the part of us that has dreams, has Mm. desires, that has wants that also Mm. has needs that has emotional needs that need to be met by ourselves, not by anyone else. So we need to show up for that part of ourselves and it's the best,
1: you know, last weekend I, um, I went to an event and I don't normally do this. Like, I you know, I, okay. I'm, I'm a Virgo. I'm a hermit. I'll admit it um, takes me a, a lot to get out. But I did. I went to a candle making event. I always wanted to learn how to make candles. I'm a fanatic for smells and oils and Ooh. herbs and things like that. So so I went and, um, you know, the whole intention was to make six candles for other people. So I was going to, you know, Oh, I guess Lauren's gonna be hearing this podcast, but it's for Christmas. It's for stockings, <laughs> right. sorry, Lauren. <laughs> so,, um, she knows that I went. But anyway, okay. so as I was filling out the sheet, it was a very spiritual event. Um, okay. so you were to sit and and quietly look at each person that you were making it for and do an intention for that so that you could put oh. that intention at the candle. But oh. as I was doing it, i I stopped and I heard this voice within say, but what about me? Oh, my heart. Is so- <laughs> it took everything. So this is a fun event, right? Like it's, I'm just like, no, we're not losing this right now. <laughs> but I ended up, I ended up listening and and making a candle for myself with the intention of self-love. Yeah. And so I burn it for my, my, my self-love meditation now. And, but, but yeah, so you've got to, you've got to look at her or him, or, you know, you've just, you've got to look within and and, and them. listen to yeah. the little whispers.
0: Oh yeah. I like, mm-hmm. even, even this morning after, you know, telling the, that both parts of my consciousness, the the second and third dimensional, I was like, we're not doing this. Like, can we just not do this? Mm-hmm. Whenever I realized, I didn't remember that I had done that this morning, it was four o'clock and I was half asleep. But when I was journaling and I had gone through everything and I finished journaling and I remembered, I was like, oh yeah, <laughs> I had this conversation this morning with myself. I heard my little inner child go, that was really mean. Because this mm-hmm. morning I was like, can we just not, like, I wasn't validating her emotions. <laughs> I wasn't hearing her out. I was just like, hard stop. We're not fucking doing this right now. Yeah. Yeah. And then I had to have a conversation with her of, I'm sorry. Like, I understand we had like a whole conversation about it. So like, there's so many different ways. It's just so much love, compassion, like empathy and gentleness that you yeah. have to give your inner child yeah, in yeah, every absolutely. moment without yeah. letting them like suck you in the ego right you in. yes yes yeah. Yeah. and with the whole city analogy the one thing that I loved that you asked me um was does the thought for me it's thoughts like I have um I've got a very analytical mind and mm-hmm. I I overthink things <laughs> I think mm-hmm. too much like just mm-hmm. point fucking blank period I think too much <laughs> And the one thing that you asked me was, does the the thought come from fear or from love? Right. If it comes from fear, you're in the bad side of town. You just need to find your way back. And if it comes from love, you know exactly where you are. Just two ways. It's just two ways. And Mm. I visually see that so differently in my mind. Like I know what the bad side of town looks like and I know what the good side of town looks like. So I just, you know, shine my light and I get back to the other side.
1: Yeah. I mean, just if the thought, if the thought isn't, um, if the thought doesn't feel like growth and, you know, evolvement, like th- it, then it then it's likely fear, right? And if
0: you can relate it to a past pain or trauma, it's not like, that's the thing people will ask, like, how do you know intuition versus anxiety? And it's like, well, does, is what you're feeling, is it coming from a past pain, trauma or wound? If yes, it's anxiety, it's trauma response. If it's coming from an inexplicable knowing and you just can't piece it together, you just don't know where it's coming from, it's your intuition. And that's the difference.
1: Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think-
0: you know that's
1: bad side versus good side. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I love that. But sometimes we need to stay in the bad side because without the bad side, we wouldn't know what the good side looks like, right? Well, that's so the thing too, sometimes you have to explore around
0: and figure out. Okay, yeah.
1: why am I in the bad side?
0: Like, right. like a month ago, like I was really October was a beginning of October was a bit of a was it October or September? We had our our phone call. I think October. I think it was October. It was, I have been purging. I think I've told you guys this in the past life. Um, when I talk about my past life episodes, I have been going through, it's not so bad anymore. I think October, I really closed some stuff out, but I had a really traumatic past life. And, you know, obviously there are certain things in this life and it has just riddled me with fear and this fear mm-hmm. manifested in my life one day. And it just like, honestly threw me off the handle. Like, let's just be real. Mm-hmm. And so I reached out to to Laura. I, she's a guide that I trust and she has so much wisdom and knowledge and uh, basically asked her, I was like, did I cause this to happen? <laughs> and immediately you were like, uh, in a way, yeah, everything's a mirror to you. And then I broke down and you were like, no, but this is a good thing because that means you can create something different. Right. And that's the empowerment piece of coming out of the bad town, understanding why I was in the bad town and why the bad town started not just being in my mind, but started looking like my physical reality and figuring out how to get out of the bad town and come back into love. And that was, yeah,
1: without that contrast, what would there be? How do we know what we want if we if we know if we don't know what we don't want, right? So that, we need yeah. contrast. And at the contrast, if you li- if you listen to Esther Hicks and Abraham, you will hear them speak about contrast a lot. I just love their recordings. But it's, so it's like a good morning yeah.
0: podcast. Just find something like Abraham Hicks, put it on. It's good for the oh, song. absolutely,
1: yeah, good vibe,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, that was probably one of the most. I'm looking at the word impact as I'm about to say impactful on my wall. That's funny. <laughs> um, that was so impactful for me because, uh, you know, I'm a guide as well, but as much as I know these things, whenever my, that, you know, my wounds come out, you know, I'm still having a human experience. Sometimes those mm-hmm. wounds feel like an absolute tsunami. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah, I get it. You oh, get it. Everyone yeah. gets it right. Like yeah. that's a human experience, but that wasn't just healing for me. It was, it was very past life related. Um, you know it was just 1942 did me dirty wow it wasn't a good time
1: i can so see you in the 40s
0: oh i was a man do you know have okay. you listened to this episode
1: yet i don't i probably have not no it doesn't oh. sound familiar
0: okay so i'll tell you a little bit about it after just not to so they don't have to like hear the recap yeah. of it but yeah i died in the war i was a man and it was just like not a good time like
1: mm.
0: worst of humanity not a good mm-hmm. time so we'll, i'll give you a little <laughs> 5 minute uh Rewind of it, but yeah, it was, um, it was not fun. And that version of me, that part of my consciousness, I think, and I've heard of this before. I think a piece of my consciousness was stuck in this, in this past, which Mm. is weird because it's not this lifetime past, but it was stuck in that past and it needed to be reintegrated and let go. Um, and, and brought back, like, I'm not in that life. Like I'm okay now. And when you told me I had that power, I was like, oh, (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. I know this cosmically I know that law so I'm gonna work with that instead of being afraid of all the shit that happened back
1: then yeah it's always our choice we always have the power we just we just forget we just forget
0: remember yeah yeah keep reminding ourselves yeah yeah is there anything else that you want to share with the listeners any wisdom that
1: you feel like they should Mm. know I don't think so. I think um, actually one thing came to mind. Thanks, spirit. (laughs) (laughs) Love that. (laughs) Um, I want to say that if you're not changing your thoughts, you're not changing anything. Mm, Chills up my spine. Mm. If you're not changing your thoughts, you're not changing anything. And you're not sitting in the flow of growth and evolution that you came here for. Yeah. It's changed like the seasons. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll, and like we began, like the seasons, like the seasons don't um criticize each other for dying and rebirthing. They just say, hey, it's time, let's do it, you know? And so um I feel like our human existence really we are nature. We're not supposed to revere nature, but we are nature, Yes. right? And to understand that more and allow the flow of life um, and just to keep, keep up with the changes and know that you're guided and you're loved, um, you're all even through the rises and falls, you're all of it. Yeah. Yeah. And
0: just like the seasons, they don't wait for anyone. Mm-mm. They don't wait for anyone. No, wait. they don't, you know, I would have done okay with a couple more weeks of fall, but it's winter (laughs) and I'm happy and I'm adapting. Um, they don't wait, they don't care. They're on their own timetable, just like the universe divine timing. Um, so where can everyone find you and book beautiful readings and Huna healing sessions with you? Where can they find you?
1: Mm. So I work. So in person, I have a home practice in Etobicoke, Ontario. I, every other Wednesday, and sometimes more than that. Um, I work in Oakville out of Akasha's Den. It's a lovely um, metaphysical store. And they have a uh, many um facilitators and, and workshops and lovely healers that work out of there. So I'm blessed to be part of their team now. Um, also virtually. Um I have uh, my Facebook and my Instagram, Sanctuary Within Healing. I have my website, Sanctuary Within And yeah, I'm I'm just loving what I do and I I always say I'm just so blessed because I get to feel love all the time. Oh right. It. But don't you feel the same way as a healer? Like don't oh, you I do. it's just love? Like you, I, you, I do. and you heal each other,
0: right? Oh my god, I can't <laughs> even count the amount of times like my client will say something, and I'm like, even today, <laughs> one of my clients. I'm not very religious, and I have nothing against people who are. Religion needs a lot of love and healing right now. So mm-hmm. when I meet these beautiful souls who are religious, I'm like, yes, do the work, help heal the religion. <laughs> but my beautiful <laughs> client today, she said something, and I literally gasped, and I need to tell you, and I need to tell everyone listening. Where God guides, God provides.
1: Ooh, I like that. Right?
0: You mm-hmm. are guided for your highest evolution and your highest care. You will be provided for mm-hmm. because you are meant to be there. And that to me, like in the way that it, I needed to hear it today, that just hit hard. And I learned something from her. And I always find I learned something. That is
1: something so from beautiful. Us. We all have wisdom in us, we don't need to be serving. Right. In in yeah. the capacity that you and I and others do. You don't need to be in that capacity to share that beautiful wisdom. Yeah. It's we're all healers. <laughs> we're all healers.
0: That's the thing. I think people think of like, oh, dream life, I have to be an intuitive, I have to do something spiritual. Mm-hmm. No, you just have to be yourself and do what lights you up. And as you light up, your light is going to expand and touch everyone that it needs to. Okay. And then that's going to have a ripple effect and it's going to be fabulous.
1: Absolutely.
0: That's beautiful. Thank you so much for having such a beautiful conscious conversation with me today, Laura. I loved
1: it. Thank you. Me too. Thank you so much.
0: Hopefully, maybe we'll do it again. Maybe people have questions and want us to to come back here together.
1: I would love that.
0: (laughs) Okay. Well, everybody, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I will see you in the next one. Go be your divine self. I love you. You got this.